right? <laughs> Welcome to an impromptu episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. I'm the Nitro Performance Guy. I'm TJ. Y'all know who this is. Um, you know, I like y'all kind of know how I am. I like to wait for the hype to die down before I speak. Um, but that pro race, let's just jump right in. Was incredible. Like it was incredible. Like I was excited. It was really exciting to watch um, the the Top Fuel versus Funny Car, which is like amazing. I've always wanted to see that in like a expanded form. Like this was testing. So those of you that don't know, this was called the Pro Shootout. It was in Bradenton, Florida. It was at Bradenton Motorsports Park, or as they say, a big wedding at a small church. Uh, there was a lot of money up for grabs, and it got really, really got the, the the drivers excited about driving uh, before the before the season. This is a uh, perfect time for it to happen. Uh, we're a couple weeks out from Gator Nationals, the Gator Nationals, the Gator Nationals. <clears throat> Uh, there's a couple of drivers testing now. A lot of drivers are testing right now, actually. Pro, what we're talking about today was a test that uh, Wes Buck put up some in, in Pro. The racing organization had Top Fuel Funny Car and Pro Stock Car 16 car field for Pro Stock, and it was an eight car field for Top Fuel and Funny Car. 250 thousand dollars to the winner and that really got some people uh taking notice about what's going on and how much it costs to do this stuff which we've been saying it we've been saying it. it's expensive but we finally hear some numbers um and so it's cool to see there was a hundred i'm sorry there was 1.3 million dollars up for grabs uh darren shout out to darren he was on the grounds um this is following my big bro's Not Bland show last week. He had Antron and Matt Hagen on. They were talking about it, and I learned a lot from that from that show. Uh, you know, we like to do education here. Um, since I am an educator, I do my best. And I don't know everything about these cars, and I say it all the time, but I like to talk about them, and I like to learn, uh, and I like to learn about things that I like, and I like these cars. <laughs> so, you know, uh, they had eight cars for uh nitro and if you didn't make the eight car you made it into the chicago style shootout for top fuel and funny car um, basically how it worked is the they would run four pairs and the quickest top fuel car will come back for a final run and the quickest funny car will come back for a final run i tell you what there was a run with um man with Steve Torrance, and the funny car went 4-0, and Steve went 390, no, 378, I believe, and he drove around the funny car. The funny car got a two-tenths head start. Uh, it was really cool. I I wanted to know, me as just a, a geek in the game, of what did that sound like? from the top fuel car's perspective, because you got all that engine running behind you, right? What did that sound like when the nitro funny car driver stepped on the gas? 
because we know that the header pipes on the funny car are literally just riding the ground, and that's why they feel different when they go down the racetrack as opposed to top view. But, like, I want to know what that was like. And did that, did that, like, rock their heads? I mean, it was, like, a split second, you know, in, in terms of time. It wasn't, like, neck, it was not that much time. But for a driver sitting on the starting line and having to wait and not leave when it hears another nitro car hit the gas, that, that's got to be, I don't know, exciting. Um, Jack Beckman was on. He was in the booth. And I tell you what, it was just so informative it, I learned again. I learned so much D- just during the uh, the broadcast with Pro. Uh, I'm sorry, Flow. <laughs> Flow. I, I know they have a lot of. Um, I like marching band and stuff. I'm a, a musician, so they have a lot of uh, marching sports on there. They have other types of coverage of other sports. It's really it's a very cool platform, and I tell you what it. Um, I was really hoping that some people were taking notes because that's what we deserve. I mean, the, the bravado, I mean, it was it was like it was a, a old-time drag race feel. And I don't really know what that is like, you know, because I'm only 31 years old. Only been loving these cars for, I don't know, 20 years. But I don't know what that old-fashioned drag race that they always talk about is like. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what that's like. But... It was really exciting, and it was just exciting. We had pit cameras, guys. We had pit cameras. And, again, you know all of this stuff. This has been well covered by uh, my colleagues, and but everybody's saying the same thing, that it was amazing. And it was exciting. And it was very good to do right before the start of the season. We got a new sponsor this year, Mission Foods. Uh, for the for the for the professional series, um, I think that's going to be a good. That's a good look for us. Honestly, I mean, everybody likes Mission Foods stuff. Uh, you know, they make a lot of stuff. <laughs> they make a lot of stuff. You know, uh, I remember when I went to the Joliet race and I walked into the Walmart and I see a, a giant cutout of Camry Caruso. On the Mission Foods thing, you know, that that's the kind of stuff we, we need you know, to, to grab these old fans back and to get new ones because, again, that's what I'm all about. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about it enough, but I, I, I can't say it enough is, you know, we have to diversify. We have to open up the door to younger fans uh, and, you know, TikTok and, and social media, yeah, that, that's a way to get it done. But I think we can't just limit ourselves to those uh, mediums. We we got to do it just a little bit more because, I mean, the marketing for this thing was incredible. The, the of course there were some issues, uh, but it was the first time they ran it, and it was exciting. I read something uh, on Competition Plus uh, from Bobby Bennett, and it said this was top five of of any dra- of the all the drag races that he's covered in the last twenty years. This was top five, top five, 
top five. That that's crazy. That's that's amazing, actually. Um, but anyway, so I'm kind of far away from the mic. But there were some other things that we learned uh, at this race. Uh, Austin Proc can drive a funny car. Holy cow, folks! He was getting it, <laughs> and his dad was certainly giving him a hot ride. Three eighties, low three eighties. We're performance. We talk about performance here. You know, we were going to get to it. Uh, I took a couple notes. I took some notes here. Uh, 3.840. How about we saw the first 340 mile per hour run? It wasn't in competition. It wasn't an official run. So it's got nothing to do with NHRA. Uh, Actually, NHRA have kind of really been kind of quiet on this event, um, which is interesting. But yeah, Matt Hagen said that it might make them instill or put in some harsher rules because of that, you know, and that he was also saying, you know, that maybe that wasn't the greatest thing to do right away. But, you know, they were also saying that maybe it wasn't, you know, tied right or maybe it was plus or minus, but who cares, right? The scoreboard said what it said. Uh, and I tell you what, when I saw it, I didn't believe it. Uh, it's just because that's not something that you see on NHRA or drag racing scoreboards. You just don't see that. That's not, but that was probably what it was like the first time you saw 330 on a board, you know, uh, it didn't look right. Uh, but it was pretty cool to see live. I again, wasn't there. Of course I am a school teacher, <laughs> so I am not able to travel, move about the cabin as much, but it was very cool to see. Um, but yeah, he definitely said there might be some, some harsher rules, which th- we have to see. We'll have to see. Um, but that was really impressive. Uh, I know a lot of the guys, um, don't really care about the, the mile per hour on the board, but the mile per hour, as we heard from both drivers last week is a really big indicator of how much power you're making and how much clutch you're wearing. Um, Antron was talking about how on his run, because he went 339 last week, uh, as well as Matt uh, or Bob Tasker ran that before he ran the 341-68-0. He was saying that they wore a lot of clutch, talking about Antron now, but when they wear a lot of clutch, and this is kind of a thing I've been kind of, theorizing but I don't know for sure because nitro tuning is such a veiled art like it's such a um, mysterious art and difficult very difficult like like I say I get on here every week and I talk about what the cars did and what they do and a lot of other people do too but I mean at the end of the day this stuff is hard to do it's, it's hard to wheel those things down the racetrack and it is definitely hard to give it your best guess and send it down the racetrack like that that is crazy uh these guys are literally rocket scientists you know landlocked rockets you know uh but anyway in the top fuel final we had Doug Kalitta and Clay Milliken Doug Kalitta ended up winning the race 3.706 it was call out by the way I didn't I didn't keep track of every single round and who raced who uh I didn't do that but 
I didn't also get incrementals either, which I did definitely want to see for some of these runs. Uh, 3.706, 070 on the light, Clay Milliken 79. Uh, Clay Milliken got into some issues on the way down the racetrack. 422, 196.39 for Milliken. Uh, Kalita, on the other hand, 3.706, 325, 140. I love seeing the going out to the thou on the mile per hour. So he had a pretty sizable margin of victory down there. Uh, the funny car final, Austin Proc and Matt Hagen. Matt Hagen beat Bob, Bobby Tasca, the one who ran that run. Uh, but you know, you got to get it down there when it's hot, when it's hot too, or when it's not primetime conditions, as they always say. Um, Austin Proc ended up getting the win in a very, very good side-by-side -side 80s under the lights, head of flame shooting over the roof. They were both thumping down there at 300, almost 330 mile per hour for both of them. But Austin gets it 3.845, 332.430 miles per hour. Now, in case you've been living under the, uh, living under the rock or living under a rock, you know that Austin Proc has stepped in to drive the AAA Cornwell Tools entry, John Force Racing entry, in Robert Height's absence. Robert Height stepping away for some medical reasons, and I definitely want to send my best wishes to Robert. Uh, we don't know what's going on, and we don't need to know what's going on, but he's stepping away. And uh, the kid, <laughs> he looked good in his first outing. I mean, he's got career best numbers already. Uh, and we haven't even started the season. 382 in a funny car is really getting it now. And they, they've talked about it a couple of times. And even I, Matt Hagen and um, Antron talked about it a little bit last week um, with Bro. Is, you know, they're, they're running numbers that we haven't seen since, uh, you know... Some call it the rocket days of funny car when they had the headers laid back. And I really want to get somebody on the show just to talk about what that was like. <laughs> you know, uh, we know what it was like. The drivers have said it. Uh, no Mexico effect. Uh, J.R. Todd and Langdon, they used to talk about or J.R. talked about how it was. And, you know, the car is doing half track wheelies. And you, you would hear how crazy the stories would be. Uh, when the car drivers would get out of the car uh, at that time period. It was just a crazy time period. They were using the thrust that comes out of the header pipes as, as you know, a part of the... Well, the header pipes are a part of the aerodynamic package because you get this big, giant header flame when they hit the gas, you know? And there is some thrust that comes out, but they had to stand the headers back. I think it's 45 can't be more than 45 I might I have to look that up you know we do specifics here uh, and I'm not gonna say a number I'm, I'm not sure about I have to check out the uh, the rule book but they are not allowed to have them laid back anymore they have to have they have a minimum uh, angle that they can have them at and so they're not using as much thrust uh, but it's really cool when you see a car hit the gas and the header flames shoot, stand right up, basically. They don't lean back. They stand right up. They don't lean back at the hit. 
but they definitely lean back at speed because I mean, you're dealing with that turbulent air of a car moving, approaching, and surpassing 330 miles an hour. So you got to imagine that the flame is going to do something as it's going down through there. Uh, it's really apparent on a top fuel car. I saw a picture, uh, and it had like the flame and like the tires were just getting it. But there was another another thing uh, about the 340 mile per hour run is the tire is not rated for that speed. So, you know, that, that raised a lot of eyebrows. Like, okay, you know, we need to slow these things down. They have a rev limiter already. And so what Jack Beckman was saying is that a lot of the speed has to be made up in the in the back end of the run because if you do it in the beginning of the run, the car will hit the rev limiter earlier and it won't have as much speed on the back end. So it's not even really fair to say that, oh, the, the, the big mile per hour is a, is, a, is a test of power and it's showing how much power they're making. Not really, right? Because they got they go up against that that rev limiter, and they're not really able to show what they can really do. I mean, for good reason. Like we say all the time here on this show, it's all about the safety. It doesn't matter how fast the car. The car can go 400 miles an hour, but if the car doesn't stop, who cares, right? Because these are people in these cars. And I say it all the time. These are people in these cars. So the most important thing is getting the thing stopped. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not talking big specifics here, folks, today. This is just a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a brain dump on what I feel like the state of our sport is in right now, uh, where I'm at with it and what I'm seeing, what I'm liking and, and, and things of that nature. Uh, I didn't want to go and cover each story. I, I thought for a while, what would I, what would I say prior to the season, uh, I'm excited that I was able to cover a race. This is this is what this is. I'm covering that race, but you know, it certainly was on my mind to talk about some things. Um, like we lost Don Schumacher over the break, uh, and Roland Leong. Like these are two huge, huge names in, in drag racing. Um, but I think it was appropriate to allow more consistent media to cover those um but i i'm proud to say that i'm a part of this very interesting media uh covering this sport um it's interesting and there there's definitely a, a need for a facelift um and some just modernizing of what 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 happens over on the other side uh i mean the footage was incredible like i'm not going to stop talking about the footage Flo did an incredible job it was so professional looking it was so professional the sound that they captured i mean it was like and you guys know i'm i'm big on the sound capture and they did an incredible job. And it was in stereo. It was like spatial audio. I had my AirPods on. It was like big. You could like hear it. It was like, it was it was very good. Very good. Um, so it's just thinking about things. What can we do during the season that would garner this type of excitement? And this was testing, folks. This was testing. We saw people throwing down. Now, you know, my big bro would say, it's testing whatever who cares right and 
Yeah, you're you're right <laughs> because they've never run on this track. You know, some of the conditions that they had, they had a really slick, not good session where it was just super hot and nobody could get down. And then you get the night session where we get 340, you know. So it's, it's just one of those things where they're testing things. This is testing. So this is probably going to be an annual event now. Uh, and that's good. That's great. Uh, it was uh, money well spent. You know, I paid for the for the month on flow and uh, it was very, very well worth it. You know, I, I, I believe um, we got a lot of things to be excited about coming up. We got cars or we got we are to a point in NHRA now where there's like 12 cars that can win the race in top fuel. I mean, let's just talk about top fuel. You know, we got the addition of Tony Stewart. You know, there's a lot of other stories, too. Uh, we got the Australian champ coming up to race with us. We got a lot of very big names that could potentially miss shows, you know. So it, it's going to be a I mean, last year, I think the the hype in Top Fuel definitely delivered on, on the hype. I mean, it was incredibly competitive funny car is always competitive i mean you you could call it pro stock with nitromethane like in and header flames like funny car is always competitive matt hagan getting it done at the end i certainly did not see it at the beginning of the countdown that matt hagan could get it done just based on what i was seeing and how he was running and, but he was going around that's the one thing you got to remember you got to go rounds you can win this thing with just going rounds. You don't have to win every race. You just have to be there. And, you know, because they want Pomona to be the, the, the decider, you know. And it's cool. It's dramatic and it's uh, exciting when it concerns all of that. But Top Fuel is going to be extremely competitive this year. I mean, even more so. And we say, oh, this is going to be the best year. The drivers even said, this is going to be the best year. This is going to be the best year. No. Like it, it, every year it gets better and that's what we need. That's what we want. And that's what we deserve. And it's sad when I see the Super Bowl for some, for instance, and you know, I see commercials and I see other sports and I don't see drag racing. And it's like, I, I don't know why <laughs> I'm not in the office, but like, I just think we got to do better with promoting we're promoting these cars and what they're doing and what they're capable of doing. Um, I think, like I said, I think that 340 really got people's attention, but honestly that 339 from a couple years ago should have gotten their attention. Um, like that was performance that was tune up and it was also the added thrust of the header pipes. And now we have less thrust from the header pipes more performance, more horsepower, and look at what they're doing. So, insane. It's it's insane um, to have a car running like that. It's it's just it's crazy, you know. So you're like, is he gonna say anything else than that? 
No, I mean, no, seriously, people like we talk performance here. And like I said, I'm getting to know how these cars work. I'm getting to understand, you know, and how they really, you know, uh, for instance, Anston, Anston Brown, Antron Brown <laughs> was talking about the splits when it concerns uh, the back end numbers. So like from uh, half track to the uh, to the uh, thousand foot mark, you know, I, we look at that here because that's a really big tail telltale sign of how much power is being applied and how much clutch they're wearing um i really want to go through these notes and just kind of go through it i'm, I'm going to get some permission though uh from my bro and use some of the sound uh and even even if i don't use the sound i'll just you know study what i heard and uh bring it to you guys because it was i mean if you're not watching not bland show on wednesday night at six uh, six Central Standard Time, five. Well, I, I think they're ahead. Uh, so seven Eastern Time. I mean, you gotta watch that that show. It it he has some of the best guests on his show, and it's live, and he does a great job. Uh, shout out to him. Um, but you gotta get you gotta watch this show. It's great. Uh, definitely worth it. It's about an hour show. It's it's very much so worth it. Um, he has great guests. I just said that. But I'm a teacher, folks. You gotta humble. You gotta be. You gotta be ready for me to repeat myself. I teach high school, <laughs> so and middle school. So I I get in the habit of repeating myself quite a bit. But I say all of that to say I really want to get on here and I want to break down what he's talking about. I want to come back on. And when I have some incrementals to work with, that's why this show was kind of kind of off the cuff, kind of just talk <laughs> about how you felt about it. But I didn't want another day to go by without me speaking on how I felt about the pro event. Uh, it was sponsored by Skag. Skag has really stepped up in the sport. Um, I know coming on with um, Tony Schumacher, the winningest top fuel driver in history, and then expanding its footprint uh, you know, putting up some money and that that's that's what we need. Uh, we need more sponsors. We need some of the more unconventional sponsors that we had back in the day. Uh, we, need, we need to get those beer wagons back. You know, um, I heard Matt Hagen has a CBD company, you know, so we, we just need to branch out in general of our our current thinking. Uh, as far as the sanctioning body is concerned, uh, just to just to produce a better show, because um, while we do have a really good product, I think there's some room for improvement and some room for modernization. You know, we have to you got to move with the times, and if you don't, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not good. I'm not gonna say anything after that. I'm just gonna say you got to move with the times, or you know, you might not grow. You might just stay, you know, just plateau. And um, I don't think the drag racing is in danger, but uh, I definitely think we could be in front of more, you know, eyes. So, but as we know, there's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world and uh, everybody's going through stuff. And, you know, sports is a bit of a distraction, but I don't know. There's some would say, well, there's more important things and there definitely are. Um, but this is a good way to escape 
And it's just it's watching cars perform well and watching humans perform well, not just the humans that are driving the vehicles or riding the vehicles. It's the people that are working on these cars, uh, the, the crew. And, you know, I say that all the time here. If it's not for the crew, you don't have a team. If you have a great driver, great car, great crew chief, but your team is not very good or it's it's all it's a really good bunch of folks, but they don't have any chemistry like it's like NBA. It's like you have all these stars, but if there's no chemistry, you're going to you're going to be working against yourself. So uh, the all star game was yesterday. It was great. Uh, records broken. Uh, you know, I'm one of the few people that like really enjoy the All Star Game, so you know whatever. But, <laughs> uh, but I say all of that to say, you know, we got to keep growing. We got to really take advantage of these opportunities. Like, flow really put us in front of some different people, some people that have probably never seen drag racing, and that think that they need to know that hey, if you pay for a ticket, you know you're going to get an experience that you're not going to get anywhere else. Like you're going to hear and feel the car. Cause so much, and we talk about the sound here all the time. And even when I go to the racetrack, I try to capture it the best I can, but it's nothing like being there. You can hear it so clearly in my videos and even in a well captured video, like Flo did for the, uh, for the broadcast, but it's nothing like feeling that vibration and smelling the nitro, you know? Uh, we're going to be bringing up a lot of things Jack Beckman said over the course of this season. We're going to be bringing up a lot of things Antron said last week. We're going to be bringing up a lot of things that Matt Hagen said. I use other media sources as ammunition to bring to this show because it's all about education. Uh, again, I like to learn. I like to teach. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's it's nice to help people understand something they didn't before. And, you know, it, it, I enjoy that uh, about the things that I love, which are music and drag racing and other things, of course. But I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an expert, uh, but I like to bring it to you. And I want to bring it to you. Maybe like somebody, somebody, I said that weird. Bring it to you in a way that maybe you haven't seen it or heard it or felt it before. So it's just a different voice, a different, uh, different swag, a different you can kind of approach a different flow. <laughs> no pun intended on on where it's coming from, and that's why I love the different viewpoints that I hear uh, on people that cover the sport. Um, I don't agree with all of them, uh, but Again, they say all press is good press, right? Uh, I got to say thank you to Wes Buck for doing that and just really showing us what drag racing could be if we kind of, and I'm not talking about having people come in and do concerts. I'm talking about strictly on track action. Like what can we do to enhance that? Like at the end of the day, those people are working. They tune these cars, they send them down the racetrack, they're competing for points and money, which I think they deserve more money. Definitely they deserve more money, especially with learning how much this stuff costs. And I guess you could say, oh, well, it's not our job to help you pay. But the sport is better if 
the driver that shows up to seven of 22 races has a better weekend. It's a better sport. It's a better show because that means that guy is a threat. He's going to go down the racetrack. And I ran a 380, 380 flat in qualifying, but we're not going to have those conditions in first round. So that's always cool. It's it's no longer, oh, you get, you get number 16, you're going to win. If you're number one qualifier, that's no guarantee. You got to watch the race. And that's what's exciting, but I just feel like we're not doing enough. I feel like we can do more. Like, I'm, I'm happy with what we've done, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things, but I just see so many opportunities for us to just do more and show off this, this cool-ass sport, man. Like, I just, I don't know. So, call me biased. I've been saying it, and I'll keep saying it. One thing about me is I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed talking about it. I didn't really talk much about performance, but you know what? That's what that's not what this is about. This was me getting back on the mic, hopping back on, welcoming y'all to 2024, and we got Gator Nationals right around the corner. We got testing happening right now. We had testing happening a couple weeks ago. That's what I'm talking about. This was a testing event, but they were drag racing. They were drag racing for real, and that's cool uh, to see a drag race on Saturday night. We had a fire up. Um, so we're probably going to bring up stuff because I know I forgot stuff. I know I'm going to get off and I'm going to say, ah, I should have said this, but that's the thing. I have the mic. I can say it next week. So with that being said, thank you for listening. You know, I don't take you for granted. Sorry. I've been away for so long. Tell you what, but we're going to be back and we're going to be talking. We're going to have some great guests. We're going to have a great season. It's going to be good. And, uh, I'm excited to watch it. You know, that was a, if that was an indication of what this season is going to be, you know, there were so many stories that came out of this race. I didn't cover them all, but you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. What, what's about to happen. Tony Stewart, one of my favorite NASCAR drivers, I will say, I used to always want to pick his car on the NASCAR games um, Tony Stewart is driving a top fuel car now. Like that, that is incredible. I can't. I, I don't. I don't think we are. Leah drove uh, for pro, for the pro event, and she did a, a fabulous job. Uh, but as you know, she's stepping away to uh, attempt to start a family, and that's beautiful. Um, and she's gonna let her husband take a take a spin at in the car. I mean, he's making runs. You know, he's he's a student of the game. So he's making runs at Indy and everywhere else he can make runs. Um, crew's kind of tired, but you know, Hey, they're going to look good. It's going to be a great season of NHRA drag racing. And, uh, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to report on it. I'm excited to talk to people. I'm excited to uh, be here. You know, it's, uh, it's cool to still have the mic going. Uh, after all this time, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But anyway, I'm going to let you go on that one and, um, uh, stay tuned. Cause we're going to talk more about this stuff. Uh, but again, like I said, I just wanted to talk and, uh, I did that. So I feel good. I hope you feel good. You have an enjoy. You have an enjoy. <laughs> Don't flub the exit TJ. No. You all enjoy the rest of your night or day, and I appreciate you for listening, and we'll see you next time.